get ready to ride Russ and the rest are gonna light up the sky to you for the first time from the new Studio A, where the A stands for a new. As in, we're oh. starting a new oh. in our new studio that you can now see. Look at this hey. beauty. Wow. Uh, man, a lot of energy and work has been put into this. Yes. Um, by Allie and especially Eric, because Eric kind of had the vision for this. So if you like the new look, Tweet at D-Line Co. Tell him what a great job mm -hmm. he did. There we go. Yeah, it looks beautiful. It does. It does. And and I feel like it's this is good uh, because you get the new studio last night. The Avs have the first show in it. It's a pregame show. The game is a dub. They get the postgame show up here as well. Like, it's a, it's a fresh set of vibes. I feel like the Broncos are basically zero and zero. Oh, boy. You better hope that they start <laughs> new moving forward because that's exactly what they need this week. They, they need a little fresh start. And you know what? The Broncos have a little bit of a fresh start. They got away for a couple of days. In fact, Nathaniel Hackett gave them an extra long weekend, get some time off, and come back because they need a dub quick. Were the anti-field day people also pissed about the long weekend? You know, I don't think Ooh. those people realize that the Broncos had a long weekend, oh, okay. and I almost <laughs> tweeted about it, and I was like, I, I don't think this team needs that negativity uh, right now. Wow. There, there's, there's already enough negativity. That's very nice of you, Zach. <laughs> are uh, you team long weekend? Or are you team like they should have fit a couple more practices in there? Here's the thing. they So they did get one extra practice in. They yeah. had an extra one on Tuesday. But they could have had two extra practices. But after playing, uh, after losing a game, Sometimes it's really good to play a Thursday night game, get get another one to, to try to rebound. Well, the Broncos had that opportunity after losing to the Raiders. They had a short game against yep. the Colts. They needed to get away, I yep. think. Instead of just grinding, get away, but then also capitalize on one extra practice. I think you got the best of both worlds, right? You yep. got extra rest, extra practice, win-win for everyone. If this was Madden, like you didn't even have to choose between the two things. You, you got to choose both. <laughs> yep. So you got the morale boost and the XP boost. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, I, I think I think that was the right move. Uh, and there you go. One day off, zero and zero. Fresh start. New studio. Yep, there we go. Uh, new to, wood to knock on. I'm tempted to just go in there and be like, hey, guys, congrats on, like, the, the extra XP and the extra stamina. <laughs> like, this is a big week, right? That's got to feel good. Any of you guys get any dev points? Or? <laughs> <laughs> um, but now you mentioned it. Loss of the Raiders. Turn around. You, you have a chance to kind of wash the vibes away. And the Broncos, unfortunately, did the opposite. They made the vibes worse. Yeah. Now they've had to sit on this for, you know, what will end up being 12 days by the time they play. Oof. Just how important is it to win this game? And would you go as far as calling it a must win? You have to. You have to. This is a must win now. You know, I don't want the stat people coming in and saying this isn't absolutely a must win. Yes, because truly must wins don't happen until like the last month of the season. But for all intents and Hopefully. purposes, this is a must win for the Denver Broncos for many reasons. Look, this is another division game. The Broncos lose this game. They are the only team in the division without a division win. They will be 0-2 in the division. When we talked about the, the Broncos record, 
I had him going three and three into the division. Ryan, did you have him going four and two? Uh, I think as a beat when we had them doing it, they went four and two. I think they swept the Chargers. Uh, Let's go. And so mm -hmm. if they lose this one, zero and two behind, not only in the standings, not only will they be two games behind the Chargers, they'll also at least be two games behind the Chiefs. But then they will not have the tiebreaker in the division with anyone, and this just puts them in a really terrible spot because they. When, when we talked about this, we said the Broncos have to have a winning record by the bye week. If they lose this one, they have to win the next two to just be 500. So for them to make the playoffs, this is a must win. Henry? Oof. I say no. I think you need two of the next three. Um, you, you put your back up against the wall if you don't win this one. Obviously, this is a, a great win to get to be able to just get back to 500, get the divisional win, all that. In my mind, you need to get two of the next three, and this is the toughest of those three games. If you're 500 at the bye, you've given yourself a, a fighting chance. Not really. Ryan? Oh, I, th I think so. Mm -hmm. I think uh, I'm the same as Hank on this. Um, you, at some point, you got to win two out of three here. Mm -hmm. uh, the, this one would be the most important one to win. Yep. If you're choosing, which one, you know, you're winning two out of three, I'll take this one in London just because we're going. Um, but you know, it, it doesn't really matter. Those are both the same, uh, weight. As the, the Jags tiebreaker could come up in the wild card. That's true. That's true. Although so could so the, could Jets. the Jets. Jets are three and two I better than the Broncos. Ugh. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm not ready to go there quite yet from a, from the truest sense of the word of a must win. Um, but it's as close as it can get to me exactly. from a morale and, you know, to, to stay away from the word vibes from a morale standpoint. You can you, use vibes. It, it, well, I know. It just sometimes it gets overused. Um, but <laughs> this team needs, like, if they lose this one, this team's going to feel like they aren't good. If they win this one, they're going to feel like we are a good team that just had some bad breaks, I think. Exactly. They're, they're going to be back to 500. They will be tied with the Chargers and, in fact, have the tiebreaker over the Chargers at that point. Then the Chiefs, if they lose to the Bills, they'll only be one game back of the Chiefs. Now, if the Chiefs win then it's, it's okay because I think right now we've kind of adjusted our sights. Nathaniel Hackett's been preaching win the West. Realistically, I think everyone's kind of saying, okay, just make the playoffs now. You be competitive in the wild card hunt. Uh, and so it, it's okay. You win this game, mm -hmm. you control your destiny. You lose this one, it's going to be very soon until we're saying, okay, well, you're going to need the Chargers to lose this game, the Raiders to lose this game. And right now, the Broncos mm -hmm. have the toughest strength of schedule remaining. And so you lose this one, yeah. then the best you can be mm -hmm. playing the three and two Jets the following week, the two and three Jags is two and four, or is, I'm sorry, is four and four at the bye week. After the bye, to make the playoffs, I think it's you have gauntlet, to have 10 yeah. wins. You got to go six and three. Who are you getting these wins from? At the Titans. They seem bad to start. They've heated up now. Can I just interrupt really quick? Yeah. This show is presented by DraftKings Sports. Oh, oh my there God. There we go. Oh, Did you get no. an assist? Uh, no. Well, yes. I yes, did from Allie. Okay. Okay. Um, oh. Not from the comment section. What's up with that, guys? Help yeah, me guys. out a little bit. <laughs> that um, might be our new worst. I know. I was too excited about the new studio. This you always happens. Excited. Whenever there's something exciting happening, I forget. Um, so sorry, DraftKings. But also, you're great. Uh, and <laughs> thank you for all the money last night off of the Avalanche. There you go. And use the code DNVR to bet on the Avalanche plus 380, as Hank talked about earlier today. Plus money tonight. Yeah. Plus money tonight in Calgary. Teams, I, wow. I was watching the DNVR Avalanche postgame show last night from like right there. And nice. AJ was saying teams on the second night of a back to back that are traveling onto that back to back against a team that 
is not playing a back-to-back -back, uh, win like 30% of the time. But it's the Avs. But the Avs were like historically good against that metric last year. I mean, this to me tonight for the Avs feels like uh, what Kansas City on Sunday feels like. How often do you get the chance to bet on the Avs at plus money? How often do you get the chance yeah. to bet on the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes at plus money at home? Yep. Just feels like when you kind of have to take, even though you're not going to be cheering for the one on Sunday. Also, I don't know. There's two schools of thought, too. I don't want to go too far into this in terms of like their bodies – should be okay, as okay as they're going to be at any point. True. But at yeah. the same time, it's like when you haven't worked out in a while and then you work out, you're way more sore than if you've been working out every week or every day. But they weren't like working out in that third period. That's <laughs> true. And it's not like this was the first training camp game or preseason game or something like that. Yeah, if it was a DraftKings pick of the weekday, we'd all probably be giving yeah. out Avs money line. Ab and we'd be very absolutely. excited. <laughs> absolutely, we would be very excited. But guys, let's let's go through this back end of the schedule. Let's say the Broncos are 4-4. Four and four. Yep. So... What does that mean? They lose. Let's say they lose this week um, in this scenario, and then they win the next two. Four and four heading into the bye. And Ty that's like the, the least vibey four and four. Right. Although, I don't know, losing to the Jets or Jags would also really kill kill the vibe. So maybe it's the most because you're on a two-game winning streak going into the bye. No, but if but then you're still 0-2 in the division. I think if yeah, you have to go 2-1 yeah. and one over the next three, I think it's you win this one. Lose to the Jets. It can't because you, you, you want the win going into the bye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but right now, who's better, Jets or Jags? Not by record, but just who who would be a the Jags scored loss. less points than the Broncos last week against uh -huh. the Texans. I they think do have the, the Jags fourth are best better scoring defense. I, yeah. I still think the Jags are better, but the trends are they're trending in different directions. So who knows after this week? Yeah, the Zach Wilson Jets look pretty legit. Yeah. The Joe Flacco Jets kind of looked insane yeah, for a second yeah. though. Joe what, Flacco, like three 300-yard gains or something? Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. maybe on pace for the best <laughs> best season of his career. Wow. Yeah. Maybe he really is in his prime. John maybe. was on no, he was <laughs> Before his prime. <laughs> yeah, yeah you're right. Uh, you're right. Um, okay, so they're 4-4. Four and four. Yep. They have just lost to the Jets at home and then beat the Jaguars. Uh, Titans on the road. I picked that one as a loss going into the season. Now the Titans... I think look just as good uh, as I well, thought they overall, would. Your, your question was, where are they getting these wins? That's absolutely That's one, one. that you need. That's one of them? Okay, yep. and I don't think that's one. Raiders at home? You need that one. That should be one. Okay. Again, you're asking where are they going to get them. I'm going to try and answer you where exactly. they can get them. Okay, and I'm saying that could also easily be 0-2. Oh, yeah. Every game on the schedule could be a loss. They, yeah. No, this next one, Broncos at Panthers. Broncos I mean, really, really, really should win. Yes. The yes. Panthers are 1-4. and four. That's, totally. That's one but, where I'm not going to give pushback to saying like the Broncos okay. should win. Um, but that's one you need. So then, it, uh, you should like if you're building this case to how they're going to get there, they came out of the bye three and zero. Yeah. Um, and for what it's worth, ESPN right now gives the Panthers a 56 percent chance of winning. Wow. That game. Yeah. What about uh, the Titans game? Uh, that one. That's in Tennessee. It's 59% chance of the yep, Titans 59. winning. Okay, so Broncos aren't going to win that one according to odds. Um, the, how about? Uh, they're going to go like 0 for if we're going off of, the num off of these Yeah, numbers. I don't think they're favored How again. about this? The Raiders at home? Guess the percent chance in, I don't know what it, uh, This is according to ESPN Analytics. FPI the Raiders probably. at home. 57 for the Raiders? I have no idea. 69% for the Raiders. What yeah. is this based on? 60, ESPN analyst. Yeah. I, I know. I, well, I, don't, I just want to know, like, how are they building this? I think that's FPI, and I'm pretty sure that this week is when they throw out last season. So before, it's kind of, like, based a little bit on coming into this year, but I'm pretty sure right now it's based only on what you've done this year. Okay. 
So that's well, crazy. Let's not that they go have. through the rest of the yeah. ESPN FBIs because <laughs> well, they're not going to be favored. But what I'm saying is how crucial this game oh, yeah, is yeah, because yeah. of how yeah. tough it is. But I do think they beat the Panthers. Then you have the Ravens on the road. You can lose that one. If if we're talking, they will one. lose that. If we're one. talking easiest path, you don't need that one. Yep. Um, Chiefs at home. Again, right now, that's another one of those. There's no way that they win that. Cardinals at home. That's that should, one you need. You should win it. That's one you need. Not a guarantee, though. No, no. nothing is. No. Rams no. on the road. This team has. I mean, they that's barely one beat you the need. Texans. Nothing is guaranteed for this team. Rams on the road. If we're talking easiest path, that's one you, you got to get that one. Yep. Um, I think we're up to five now. You said you need to get to six. Um, Chiefs on the road. That's a loss. Yep. And then Chargers at home. If that's. If we're talking getting to 10 wins, that's one you need. If it's nine, that's the one you don't need. So here's why this is a must win, because I do think we're talking about 10 wins in order to make the playoffs. We mm-hmm. had it earlier in the season, before the season started. In fact, you, you wrote about this, um, that 10 wins, you might not even make the playoffs. Yeah. You may tie and knock it in. Now I think 10 makes it, but I don't think yep. you can rely on nine. We just exactly. went through, and there is zero margin of error for the Broncos if they lose or if if they lose this game on monday night zero margin of error this team has proven you can gain margin of error by winning games you shouldn't but you at that moment would would have zero margin to lose games that you should but really quick those only three games uh, that you would have to win two against the chiefs one against the ravens two of those three games are on the road yeah like that is crazy so if you want to make the playoffs, you want to get to 10 wins, this game is a must-win for me in order so that you have one game that you can drop on the other side of the bye going up against the Raiders at home, the Titans on the road, the Cardinals at home, the Rams on the road, the Chargers at home. Those are all tough games, and we're yep. saying they got to win them all. Well, so in all intents and purposes, this is a must-win. Here's my, I guess, pushback. It's kind of a, a moving the conversation a little bit. The only way any of this matters is if the Broncos get drastically better from what they are right now. True. Like, so it's hard to prognosticate what these games are going to look like in December because if the Broncos are who they are right now for the rest of the season, they're not getting close to the playoffs. And we're talking more about how they gave a top 15 pick to the Seahawks. But yes, yes, you're you're right. But on Monday night next week, remember, Hank, I, I got on you a couple of weeks ago for saying, oh, I don't know, this team could win five ga- or six games or they could win 12 games. Yeah. This Monday night, I am comfortable saying if the Broncos lose this game, they're not a playoff team. No chance. If they win this game, they're right in it. Absolutely. They, they've got a great shot. Then they're looking at, at, at five and three. At the playoffs. So that's how I view this game and why I think it's a must win is because I will know uh, if this team is done on Monday night. It works out well for them. I think that they got this extra break right now. Like they've never needed more time uh, to get this straightened out. They've never needed more time to like flush whatever is going on with them down the toilet. Like they they need to come out of this because they have really got a buy. They got the longest break you can possibly get in the NFL without a bye week. Yep. Uh, so this is a huge one for them, and I think if they're going to improve drastically like I said, they have to, right now is when you would see it. Uh, at least begin. It's not, it doesn't have to be a finished product right now. I think by the after the bye is when you have to be a, an entirely different team than you are right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it has to start this week. You have to take a big step in the right direction this week. And you're right. If you win this one, you're, you're right there at 500. You get the Jets and the Jags in the next two. Sure, they're not the same old Jets and Jags, but they are, you know, you should be better than them. 
and really quick just to play off that if you think you're going to win those tough games after the bye that we talked about yes. you beat the jets and jazz right and that and that i mean now you can start to live in a a world where okay well now they go to the bye at five and three yep. and they have that extra week to refine things and get ready for what's going to be a just a grueling stretch but they'll never be more prepared for it it has to start now it really does it has to start mm-hmm. this week where we say oh they found something um okay russ looks healthy um you know they they fix the red zone woes mm-hmm. they're running the ball better i mean at least a few of those boxes have to be checked on monday night football or it is a dark outlook and it is going to be a lot more in my opinion like scraping to get back even if you do you know turn things around where it's like okay well sure they got back to four and four at the bye but it doesn't get any easier afterwards it's like you lose one then you win one and then you lose one and then you win one and you're just trying to stay relevant and you absolutely can see a world where they don't make the playoffs after starting two and four against that schedule so it's as close to a must win as i as it can possibly be but basically what you were saying is if if they win they're in it and if they lose they're out of it i don't think it's that drastic it's just very close to it for me fair fair yep. and hank you still on that it's not a must win i think you convinced me oh i think i'm willing to go must win i think yes. i'm willing to go must win yep i yeah i mean you you look at those games i i'm still not scared of the i'm not, I'm not calling the ravens uh, a chiefs tier game where it's like that's not wow, okay. gonna happen i do think that that one is reasonable just because we've seen that offense kind of come and go that the defense too you might get them at a good time for for both teams and all of a sudden that's more of a 50 50 game even um, but you're not going to know that going in probably i i will say just as far as the chiefs go the broncos each of the last three years have had one game where they kept it within one score of the chiefs like mm-hmm. yeah. they've done pretty darn well against them yeah considering the circumstances yeah any, totally any team that can score right now it's and terrifying. has a dangerous offense even though the broncos defense looks to be good right now yeah um, looks great i just yeah lo- looks great um, I'm not convinced that they're there yet just because mm-hmm. the competition hasn't been great. But any team that can score, it's just so difficult for it's me to say the Broncos can be in a game with them. 100%. Right. Yep. I mean, we've, we've seen them score in the 20s once, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And, and they lost. Oh, man. This is an opportunity. The Broncos have an opportunity uh, to change that this week. A great one, and we're going to dive into that in a second. Henry, remind me to do uh, on the tailgate this week, let's do mock headlines for what's going to be the story Ooh. the day after the game. Yeah. Mm. Those are tough because you got to make them catchy. But I just keep thinking about how the Bron- there's nothing the Broncos can do to change the narrative in this game. 50 points. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> That's what it takes. Yep. 50 points. I still think they would be like, wow, the Chargers are just screwed without Joey Bosa if they put 50 <laughs> on them. I think 50 is the number where they say, like, hey, actually, maybe this is They're not going to get right. anywhere near that. So it's 49 now. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Fair enough. Well, crazy enough, we were planning on talking about this before – uh before we talked to justin simmons today and justin mm-hmm. simmons today i was shocked justin simmons typically a very company line type of guy knows the right things to say stays within mm-hmm. the boundaries he did not do that today when asked about this being a division game and taking care of games within the division was not asked must win here's what he said oh yeah oh yeah it's a must win no, that's that's it's as urgent as as it can be you know it's a must win for us on on monday night um you know they—they're uh, already uh, believe it's uh, one and one, and um, 
you know, so they already have, you know, went in the division and, um, you know, we need to get ours. So it's a must win on Monday. So he said it twice. He said twice it's a must win there. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't love that um, from a player. It, it's like my old thing about the column of the coach getting fired. Like once you right, write the right, column right, to right. fire the coach, where do you go from here? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's a must win and then they lose, I want someone to ask Justin Simmons, so is the season over? Because you said it was a must win. Yeah, and, and that's essentially what you're doing. When Von Miller against the Cardinals on Thursday night a couple of years ago went up and said, we're going to beat their ass. Uh, what that's an incredibly bold statement for one player to make, especially that's not the quarterback. Now they went out and did that, but what if they don't? And, and then it's like, oh boy, what a tough situation to be. So maybe this is Justin Simmons on a very lighter note from what Von Miller did, uh, putting it out there. And Von said he told the team before doing that that he was going to go do that and said, You guys have my back. You ready for this game? And they I said, Yes. That. Oh, it was <laughs> incredible. Maybe I didn't get the feeling that this was the same thing, but maybe Justin said that. Maybe Justin's putting all the pressure on the guys, and they say, yep, we got your back right now. It's a much different approach than Vaughn took, but hey, if that's the approach they're taking, I love it, but I hate it on Tuesday morning if they lose. I would pay yep. good money for Russell Wilson to come to the stand and say, we're going to beat their ass. <laughs> Wouldn't that, that be would nice? be incredible. I would kill for that. And he was like, the Chargers are the Chargers. Right, uh, right. That's what I <laughs> that's what I need in my life desperately right now. That'd be amazing. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't like players going here. Um, there's only like so many cards you have to play. Like, yeah. what's next? <laughs> the players only meeting. Yeah. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, the Happens only have every Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. uh, there you go. There's only so many things that you can you can play here. I think it's. But I think at the same time we want honesty, and we got it from Justin. Yeah. So I can't you know sit here and bash him for saying it. I let. what you got there was a real peak inside of how they feel i think Mm -hmm. and so yeah they're desperate right now maybe that helps you know uh we saw what happened when the raiders were desperate right they were more desperate than the broncos they got the win the broncos are absolutely more desperate than the chargers this week so that should be working in their favor yep it's gonna be so huge getting him back too i'm first of all just because of that sort of stuff because he is kind of the the leader who can say those sorts of things and, and spark guys and not just in his 10 minutes at the podium, but also before the game and on the sidelines. Cause you know, you saw some of it still, you saw him over there, like hyping guys up in his jumpsuit or whatever, but it, it's just different when he's actually playing because again, you know, I, I still stand by this. He's one of their two best players. Uh, Bradley Chubb might've gotten himself into that conversation too. Mm. Sertan Chubb and Simmons is the three best players on the team right now. It's Sertan with a bullet, in my opinion. So uh, okay. And then the other two guys, you know, can talk about second place. Okay. You sure you don't want to put Quinn Miners in his 18 snaps in there? I know you love those 18 oh. snaps, Henry. <laughs> if we get 18 from this week, he might be, he might be up there. Oh, and that's a hot take. That's a hot take. I want to throw out that. That was a joke. Actually, you seem more excited about what you're about no, to say. No, no, so no. You, I was going to bring the conversation way down. So you keep it going. Uh, this is kind of down, too. Did you see, speaking of Von Miller, did you see the video of him? I don't know why he's just like scrolling the internet while Twitch streaming, but he went to Broncos Reddit. Did you see oh, this? Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't click. He, he's like, well, he just goes to Broncos Reddit and goes, starts scrolling. And he's like, I, I don't like it here. <laughs> oh, man. He goes, it's too negative. But then he's like, let me go to Bill's Reddit. And I think it's crazy that he went to Broncos Reddit before yep. he went to yep. Bill's Reddit. Yep. Shows you where his heart truly is. Yep. We and talked about. Yeah, we talked about the Tyree kill, uh, the no more ping pong table thing. Yeah. 
that night he spent hours on uh, on Twitch streaming Fortnite. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe he just got his ass beaten ping pong one too many times. Maybe. Right. Like, Maybe. As a leader, we're taking this uh, shit out. <laughs> Mike Medangelo's like, I love it. Doesn't mm-hmm. know the real reason. Uh, the dark place I was going to take us Uh-oh. is... Um, Let's go. <laughs> Von Miller may not like Broncos Reddit even more... After this news, Dalton Reisner is now hurt. He uh, hurt his back uh, and did not practice today. And the dark place this takes us is the Broncos may only have one starting offensive lineman on Monday. Think about that. They may have 20% of their starting offensive line. They're obviously going to be without Garrett Bowles. Could be without Dalton Reisner. Will have Lloyd Cushenberry as of now. I'm touching wood. Um, Right guard Quinn Miners, limited at practice, may not play may play you really hope he's back uh because he may be the best offensive lineman and then billy turner if you want to say he was a starter who knows with him uh and uh, the the team has given no indication on whether he's going to play or not brutal yeah terrifying brutal and it's something i'm sure that's going to come up in our whiteboard topics yep it absolutely Mm -hmm. will and let's dive into those whiteboard topics but first i got to tell you about our friends over at breckenridge brewery the Mm. delicious broncos country hoppy pale ale a little chill in the air now i believe we get some 60s this week that is perfect little hoppy pale ale type of beer sort of weather and on sunday you don't have to worry about the broncos saturday you don't have to worry about the broncos you can just Mm. Put back some breakfast on Monday with the game. You probably want to celebrate with the beer, and there's no better mm-hmm. beer than the Broncos Country Pale Ale. So get your hands on it. Go to breckbeer.com in order to find out where to get Broncos Country Pale Ale or any other uh, beer from Breckenridge Brewery. Speaking of that, if I could choose this, I would choose the Broncos to not play on Sunday every week. Oh, my yes. goodness. Me, too. Let's just alternate Monday, <laughs> yes. Thursday. Monday is, I'm so down for that. Although the prime, then the prime time... That's true. You get that part of it. It's worth it, though. (laughs) Just watching football on the couch all Sunday is an elite. Especially back to back. Or at the bar. One of the two. Exactly. Because you can just watch all the games. You know, we've we've been doing the tailgate every Sunday, so we watch here, and it's incredible because you have so many TVs. Yep. Yeah. At home, I was like, okay, we. We got two games on a computer. We got a game on TV. Pull out the iPad game on there. Like, do we bring the other TV down? No, that's embarrassing Mm -hmm. because I can just (laughs) throw another. But yeah, I mean. It is just incredible to get to watch all those games. I do miss my TV on wheels that Allie eventually <laughs> put the kibosh uh-huh. on. Um, I on I just went full red zone this Sunday. I hate red and zone. And yeah, so I was actually just about to roast my dad for hating wow. red zone. <laughs> wow. He was like dozing off and, and like waking up and being like, I just don't understand this. Like exactly. Wh- what the hell game is on? And I was like, it's really obvious. Like you just you can just tell based off their uniforms who's playing who. <laughs> um, I this is the first time I've ever got to watch Red Zone this year, and uh, I've only watched in the morning games. And if there's not a game on that you like, Red Zone's perfect. Mm-hmm. But like this Sunday afternoon, I'm gonna want to watch Chiefs and bills so i'll just tune it exclusively to that that's well, my that's thing is afternoon game though right that's what i'm saying it's yeah. perfect yeah it is perfect morning <laughs> games yeah there's not a great one so you watch red zone yeah. my thing is i just get so excited about so many games like i have those five games i had to watch and like like i wasn't gonna miss kenny pickett and so I, i'm not gonna miss a kenny pickett Didn't throw so it's much. like You're kenny pickett's right there a kenny pickett game but see that's the thing is it's just like a <laughs> higher level of standards where it's like i gotta watch those games and then the other ones you just go back and rewatch during the week while you work. 
Uh, Ryan, yeah. you and I have low standards, I guess. No, I think I so. Just, <laughs> I, I, I just think want so. action. Just straight action. Like, <sighs> condense football into its purest, most distilled form and d- just inject it directly into my veins for hours on end. Every Kenny Pickett <laughs> throw is action. Oh, my God. <laughs> you can't miss them. <laughs> Anyways, uh, speaking of can't miss them, you can't miss the Avalanche or the Nuggets this season yeah. uh, because they're both going mm-hmm. to be extremely excited. The Nuggets, for the first time in my life, except for that like eight-day stretch when they traded for Aaron Gordon, are having national people talk about them as an, a title contender, mm, um, maybe. which is pretty cool. And then, obviously, <laughs> the Avs are not a title contender. They are the title contender. Yep. Um, looks exactly like we thought they would last That's night. so good. And uh, it, you just can't miss them this season. But if you're stuck with Xfinity or any of those types of places, you will miss them, which Trash. sucks. Um, and it's not our fault, but we can help to find you a solution, which is Ivaca TV. Uh, they have the abs. They have the nuggets. They even have the Rockies. Henry probably thinks that's action. Um, so <laughs> Rockies? that's worth it. <laughs> Hell no. Uh, so get over to Ivaca.tv slash DNVR uh, to get the abs and nuggets in your living room this year without having to do and jump through any hoops text you know any sketchy people for sketchy links <laughs> just get a vodka tv <clears throat> and come down to the bar hell yeah i've mentioned this already better, but there's just, even better place to watch the game yep. yes on sundays it's incredible just about every game is on you get to like every game s- every game now every game oh with bye weeks yeah we'll have them eight streams yeah yep might have to cut out the red zone well, we have though. 10 now we have 10 op- oh we, have- we fixed it oh yeah. even better every single game is on so yeah i mean come down it's so much fun like you just have to strategically pick your place to sit because from any spot you can see at least like seven games, probably yeah. six games, but there'll be like one there's like, Oh, you know, it's on the TV behind me. So you have to like pick your spot and, and I don't know. I love it. I get really excited trying to figure out like, okay, there's this one. There's three in a row that I like right there. The bar's been open for over a month now and I'm every day I'm trying to find the best seat in the house. And I think it's just all of them. Like, yeah. I still haven't settled on one that's better than any other place. Totally. No, right, I totally agree. Right now, out of the corner of my eye, when I look at Ryan, I see six TVs. Yep. Yeah. I actually see eight just from looking over there. Impressive. Impressive. I got to look away, though, because there's no way. Dre up there, I was, like, talking about how much I hate baseball. He, like, turned, the, turned his iPad at me. The parents play off baseball going on. Yep. Threw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> I don't want to see that garbage. It's football season. But yeah, uh, coming out of the bar, it's a good time. Saturdays, too. So many games. So much fun. Better than going up to Boulder and watching them lose or Fort Collins. I mean, it's not, but... (laughs) Okay, okay. Bar's a lot of fun. Tailgate's a lot of fun. We'll be back next week for that, too. I'll be be in Boulder tomorrow morning. Wait, Saturday morning. Yes. Feels like a Friday to me. It does. It does. Um, And really quick, the poll on YouTube right now, is it a must-win game for the Broncos? 86% of you say it is. Wow. And make sure to tune in to uh, DNVR underscore Broncos on Twitter for after to vote in the pod poll for everyone watching live and not live. Speaking of watching live, hit us with a thumbs up. If you're watching on YouTube, we'd really appreciate it. We know a lot of you are watching right now. Please hit us with a thumbs up. Shout out to Allie. She's been really on top of the polls. And yeah. shout out to the listeners. They've been very participatory, if that's a real word. <laughs> uh, we'll go with it. Anyways, let's uh, let's get into the whiteboard. Yes. Uh, it is not Wednesday, so don't be thrown off by this. But Again. I know. Uh, it is whiteboard Thursday, but that isn't an alliteration. So we're just going to call it whiteboard Wednesday. Uh, we're moving it back of course, because the game has moved back. So we had whiteboard Tuesday last week. Now it's whiteboard Thursday this week, next week. 
We'll be back to White Fort Lynn. Oh, Let's go. So nice. I can't wait. Actually, no, because that means then the game's on Sunday, and I already made it, my stance that I want the games on Thursday It is and so nice when they're not on Sunday. It's, it's incredible. But how about this? In London in two weeks, so we have the shitty Jets week. Then we have London games in the morning. Yeah. Then there's just three sets of games after. That is going to be crazy. Woo. It's going to be a wild week. Because, like, the Nuggets and Avs are on in the middle of the night. So there's no sleeping either. <laughs> it's going to be rough. Yep. Me and Hank will be streaming on our computer. <laughs> 3 a.m. In the living room of the Airbnb at 3 a.m. Yeah. I can't wait. There's going to be, like, two hours of sleep. Yeah. Sleep when we're dead. Might as well cut them out. Yep. Ooh, speaking of which, I'm excited to go look at those cemeteries. Oh, big cemetery Yeah. Guy. They've got ah. some wild ones because they're so old. Like, they've got, like, all the kings and stuff in the Westminster Abbey ah, studying up. Wow. Yeah, like pretty close That's to that, a, too. Is that by Abbey Road? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Damn it. No. Oh. Damn it. I, I, don't, I don't believe so. Ah. Maybe it is. I could be wrong. We should, we should, I don't think so. We should have. If we're going to do anything touristy, we should recreate that picture. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Who would be in it, though? Would it be us four? Us four. But or is RG in there? Am I a part of there? Five. Oh, my. Four. 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 Right. Come on. That's awful. Have you seen the picture? That's awful. Do they count their producer? <laughs> Am I a part of the squad? <laughs> oh, I see. Are we trying to do four? Like, would what it be? If there's only four, then, it, yeah, it's us four. Yeah. Maybe we can do, like, the freeze frame thing, and I could just be in there twice. <laughs> like if the, when you kind of like pan oh, forward, yeah. I'll do like the back one, then like run around to the front. You really front. don't want Allie to be in there, huh? <laughs> uh, or wow. Allie, or Allie. <laughs> or RG. I thought you guys would choose RG over me. He, I mean, there's a lot of people yeah. we could add. Dre, he, he's been on. Uh, yep. Dre's yep. not going. Right. Yeah, he's not going on the trip. RG has to yeah. take the photo probably. Yeah. Oh, probably. oh, that is true. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a problem we have for in a couple of weeks. The problem yes. we have right now is figuring out how the Broncos are going to beat the three and two charges. Let's jump in to our whiteboard Wednesday. And the first key, no Mac flashback. Yeah. Uh, there's kind of one way that your plans can all be ruined. Uh, and that is by letting Khalil Mack get loose. Uh, and... We've seen it happen before with, of course, the Michael Schofield game. Um, probably the worst thing I've ever seen uh, was watching Khalil Mack just destroy him on every play. Uh, so you can't have a flashback to that. And the way that you do this is by being acutely aware that you can't let this happen. Mm -hmm. Because, it, you know, we don't talk about this a lot, but it happened with Von Miller all the time. If you don't want a player to beat you, you can just decide we're not going to let this guy beat us. Now, you have to commit to it and you have to execute and you know there are times where you ask for a chip and the guy just whiffs and you know then you're in trouble there's there's but so you're not going to be able to completely stop him but you can completely stop him from ruining your game plan and because Joey Bosa is not on the field you have the luxury of of dedicating extra resources to keeping Khalil Mack mm -hmm. off of Russell Wilson um so for me that's going to be huge just don't let him wreck the game you know he has been up and down, but he looks really good this year in a Chargers uniform. Um, so, know it, know you know, know what you have coming and prepare for it. Right. I'm just gonna put it in simpler words. Don't be stupid. Yes. Don't think that your scheme or yeah. Cam Fleming or Billy Turner playing his first game or Calvin Anderson getting his mm -hmm. first start of the season is going to be able to yep. stop or slow down Khalil Mack. Give help, and you mentioned it. No Joey Bosa, there's no excuse now. Well, and, you know, the Broncos have had such a hard time getting Russ out on those rollouts that, like, this entire offense is built around. But you, 
if you are willing to keep guys in, then you can just crack down on that edge mm -hmm. so he can't get out there. And then th even that might even help you mm -hmm. in this offense. Just keep an Andrew Beck or an Eric Tomlinson in there. Have them pinch him down so that Russell Wilson can get out on the bootleg. And right. what this really sounds like to me is that we're not going to be seeing a lot of Albert O. No. Because he's not helping out on these double teams. Like, that's just what it is. I think this is another week where you say, ah, Sobert, your time to shine. Dulcich? Ooh, that is interesting, right? Because, I mean, I, I do wow. think that you want to see what he's got. Yeah. You also, I mean, the thing is, like, if you say, okay, let's just see what happens when, when we let Dulcich be part of that double team, there's a good chance that that's a play where you really don't like what you see and you might give up a sack because of it. So I'm curious what they're going to do there. I mean, maybe in two tight end sets only. Yeah, I think it's going to be, I think Dulcich is going to be a very limited participant in this right. game. Might mm -hmm. bet on him to get a touchdown just because it seems like a thing that would happen. How about first touchdown score? Oof. Or no touchdown score. Yeah. Back to Plus back. 10,000. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. And then parlay those together. Oh, yeah. gosh. Oh, man. That's crazy. So, yeah, Ryan, I, I completely agree. Uh, and, and when we look at this Chargers team, which we're going to do more in the next uh, 24 hours, on defense, there's like just a couple of guys that can beat you. Don't let them beat you because it's not like they have a great team they just have some great players Cleo max one of them derwin james is another let's hit our next whiteboard topic right here melvin's revenge yeah i mean you need melvin gordon to get his revenge game i i who knows maybe the offense just totally gets unlocked and russ is throwing the ball around everywhere i doubt it like maybe the defense is able to keep justin herbert to nine points like they have the last couple games of these different teams again I really doubt it. Like you just gotta get this running game going, and if yep. you're gonna get the running game going, who knows? Maybe maybe Latavius Murray turns back the clock and puts a big number again. Mm -hmm. I doubt it. Everything just points to if this is going to be a successful offensive game, it's got to be Melvin Gordon, and it just happens to be that he's going up against his former team. You also see a world in which he gets overexcited and drops the ball. We're gonna touch wood. Hopefully that doesn't happen, but I do think that this needs to be a game where Melvin Gordon sticks it to the chargers and this should be a game that melvin gordon yes. sticks it to the chargers because the chargers defense is the worst rush defense in the nfl giving up 5.8 yards per carry think about that 5.8 yards per carry and that comes with them being good mm -hmm. in the first two games the first two games they gave up 64 yards on the ground and 93 yards on the ground pretty damn good you to take who? that um that was against the raiders, raiders. and the chiefs <laughs> so teams that don't like to run the ball especially uh -huh. early i mean the the raiders weren't running the ball much but still you would take that any day of the week if yes, i said totally. the team's gonna give up like 80 rushing yards past three weeks they've given up 151 yards to the jacksonville jaguars <laughs> the texans got 131 and then last week the cleveland browns who do run the ball a ton had 213 rushing yards this is something where the broncos <laughs> this is not a let russ cook week this is uh Hopefully, Russ can make the right reads when he needs to. But if you drive the ball down the field, just mm -hmm. like the Broncos did in the fourth quarter, don't go away from it because they're not mm -hmm. going to stop you. And I think that, you know, those first two teams you mentioned, the the Jags and then the Texans, there's more to the game than just the running back. But this could be kind of a fun little gauge where you have Damian Pierce, who's trending upward and looks like one of the more fun young backs. James Robinson is 
really solidifying himself this year as one of the better young backs. You know, not a pro bowler, but, you know, that next tier below. Is Melvin Gordon still keeping the juice that, that keeps him up with those two guys? I don't know. But but if, if he can be one of those two guys, I think you're happy with that. And, and I think that this is kind of a prove-it game in that way, too. He just cannot run the ball well if he has to put both hands on it the entire time <laughs> yeah he probably won't be rushing now, for six now, yards he didn't carry. do it on every carry against the colts early on but it was it was actually <laughs> yeah. comical it like, was yeah. comical now, we are all on board with it let yep. me just yes. say like, oh yes. that's yep. what, exactly what we wanted yeah yes. but i'm just saying he's not going to to have 120 yards covering it with both hands the whole game no no he won't <laughs> he certainly won't so Needs to trust himself a little bit. My old my old trust thing is coming back around. Yep, exactly. And uh, let's hit our next whiteboard mm-hmm. here. Speaking of trust, can't spell Justin without I-N-T, and that's wow. a huge one in wow. this game. Justin Herbert, the Chargers are 3-2 and two, like we've talked about. Justin Herbert has two interceptions on the season. They both came in their two losses. One interception in each game in their wins. Justin Herbert has zero interceptions. Uh, It's simple. Just like that, Justin Herbert also has uh, one fumble uh, lost in each of those games as well. Uh, I don't believe he has a fumble in any of the wins either. Uh, In his wins, so you you need to get Justin Herbert, pick him off. But in his wins, uh, it's very different than in his losses. Um, Or... In his well, no, that that's all that matters is what I'm saying is the interceptions because he's thrown for 315 yards per game in their losses. He's only thrown for 282 yards uh, in his wins. The sacks, only two sacks in, in the three wins, 110 passer rating in their three wins compared to an 87 passer rating in their two losses, and it really comes down to those interceptions. So that's something. And then just to expand bigger on on takeaways and the Chargers' two losses. Uh, they haven't forced a turnover. The only games that they haven't forced a turnover. Mm-hmm. Uh, in their three wins, they have six takeaways, and their two losses, zero. I thought you were talking about Justin Simmons. I did, too. Oh, when you were I did, too. Oh, yeah, no, because Justin I, Herbert. I think Justin Simmons has intercepted Justin Herbert twice in his career. He has, yes. He had a very good game, or he's had very good games against them. Yep. Some of those numbers are crazy, though. Averaging 315 in those wins. That's a massive number. I th- again, 300 yards gets kind of downplayed because you're so used to hearing it. It's worth putting in perspective. I- I'm pretty sure Russell Wilson had 21 300-yard games in his first 10 seasons in Seattle. That's that's 2.1 a game or per yeah. season. Like the fact that he's putting up those sorts of numbers, it's scary. And you just need turnovers to come with it because you just have to expect that he's going to put up minimum 250, and it's probably yeah. going to be quite a bit more than that. So, yeah, interceptions, fumbles, whatever, strip sacks, I think could be really big. You just got to find a way to get that ball back because you're not, you're not doing the suffocating thing that you did against the, the Colts and even the 49ers. Like, you just cannot bank on the defense limiting them to, whatever, 300 yards from scrimmage. Right. You got to get turnovers. Yep. And the Broncos don't really have um, defensive points at all this year. Do they? Zero. So maybe that's where they help the yeah. offense this year is getting a pick and running it back or getting a strip sack and taking it back. That's mm-hmm. all I could think about when I was sitting there on that Thursday night game. I was like, if they get a that's defensive touchdown, gonna... they win the game. Yeah. And they certainly would have. Yeah. There's, no, there's no question about it. Yep. Um, okay, let's hit this next whiteboard topic here. And I think this one will make more sense for you guys. Tell me if I did this right. No TD <laughs> and Austin Eckler. 
As in, you can't spell Justin without I-N-T. You can spell Austin yep. Eckler without T-D. Exactly. Yep. And you're going to have to hold Austin Eckler to um, just limit him in touchdowns is what I mm -hmm. should say. Get your Wrap your mind around this. In the past two games, guess how many touchdowns Austin Eckler has? Two games. He was getting loose in that last one. Like five? Four? Five. Oh. Two and a half touchdowns mm -hmm. per game in the last two games. And that's when he really picked up in those last two games, not only five touchdowns, 233 rushing yards uh, on top of 75 receiving yards. So we're talking about 150 yards from scrimmage mm -hmm. and two and a half touchdowns per game in these last two games. Just insane. In the two losses, Austin Eckler has um, 150 total yards uh with zero touchdowns so that just shows you he has been their weapon in the past two games they've averaged 32 points per game and their two losses they've averaged 17 points per game so on offense obviously justin herbert but man don't get don't let austin eckler get loose yeah it's so tough because justin herbert poses such a deep threat uh with that arm that it's just so natural to back up when they snap the ball and Austin Eckler just squeaks out into the flat. He slings it over to him, and, you know, he's really good in the open field. Um, but you talk about, you know, just to, to move back to one from earlier that involves Austin Eckler. If, anyone sh if there's any one that, you know, Melvin Gordon should want to outperform, it's Austin Eckler. Yeah. Like, you know, the Philip Lindsay rivalry mm -hmm. kind of became a thing at some point. Um, but Austin Eckler, they basically said, we like him better than you, and they were right. Mm -hmm. And Melvin should want to uh, – to you know, at least for one night, prove that they were wrong. I like it. I like it. How about this? Back-to-back -back games. Melvin gets to go against Phil, and then he gets to go against uh, Austin Eckler. Hopefully he doesn't end up in uh, Austin Eckler's Instagram comments oh, talking boy. shit to fans for, you know, three days after the game. Oh, I didn't I didn't see this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was so, bad. Because I did see Phil's Instagram post. Mm -hmm. Melvin then ended up in there. Melvin commented on Phil's Instagram post, like, lucky. I don't know if he meant, like lucky win yeah. or well phil was like i just love how much denver right. fans love me so maybe he was saying he's lucky that denver fans <laughs> like him. Yeah. someone commented and was like maybe denver fans would like you if you didn't fumble the ball all the time and then he, and then he said i d g a f anymore <laughs> oh, oh no. boy and then they kept going back and kept going back and i was like what are you doing yep. so. yikes back to yeah. austin eckler though i mean he is he was just getting so free in that last game. And for me, it's so easy to forget about him. Like, you go into a game, you're like, ah, Justin Herbert, yeah, the running game, whatever. But when he shows up, he shows up. And when he's shown up against the Broncos, it hasn't been running the ball. In nine games, he has he's hit 50 rushing yards twice. And he's never hit 60 rushing yards. But there's, like, the game where you have 15 catches for 86 yards, a couple others where there's 50 yards receiving you know, the, the first step is just clogging up the middle, no, no big running lanes where all of a sudden you're seeing him 30 yards downfield. But more than that, you just can't lose him in the passing game, mm -hmm. and a lot of that's going to be Jonas Griffith. Mm -hmm. It's like you just got to mirror him out to the flat. That's all it is. It's, it's well, nothing that special. The when you get and then there. make the tackle up, too. Yeah. But that's, that's a quick way for this game to go south is if you just give him a couple big plays. Yep. Exactly. All right, let's hit this next one. Final two here. Double with Damari. Yep. Damari Mathis is the starter. I think I'm confident saying that. Yeah. Maybe they give it to Ojemudia, who's nope. going to be no back way. this week, but I think it has to be Damari. And that scares me. And it especially scares me if they have Keenan Allen back. Because if it's Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, I'm, you're, you're giving him a Pro Bowl receiver. That's just the, the world you live in. Now, if it's Jalen Guyton or whoever, 
maybe he can hold his own one-on-one. -on -one. I'm still not risking it. When you have Pat Sertan on one side of the field, when you have Justin Simmons sitting back there, that's just so much of the field that you don't have to worry about. Feel free to double with Damari Mathis. Feel free to, you know, in theory, you'd have him kind of sit underneath and press up and jump some routes and see if you can make a play off of it. At the same time, his his skill is his speed, though. And so you kind of want him just running that sideline. So then what do you do? Have, like, Jonas kind of creep over and jump underneath? I think you just have to play Damari underneath, hope that he tackles in the run game. But you do need to just accept that you're you're helping out on that side. This isn't Ronald Darby. You're, you're easing him into this role that you're hoping that he can handle for the rest of the season. And if he goes out there and he gets torched, well, all of a sudden you have one card left that you can play, and that's Michael Ojemudia. And next week, if he gets torched, well, then all of a sudden you have nothing that you can do on that side of the field. So ease Damari in. Just keep that card in your back pocket and don't... Don't let that be the reason why you lose. Well, and confidence is such an important part for yes. a young corner that if you just leave him out there to dry against Keenan Allen this mm -hmm. week, like it's going to destroy him. Uh, hopefully it wouldn't, but at least you, you're opening up the potential totally, for that yeah. to happen. Uh, was it Ojemudia himself who got just absolutely yep. cooked by Julio Jones? Now, again, <laughs> can't blame the guy for no. getting cooked by Julio Jones, but don't put your young players in a position to get cooked by great receivers. No, a hundred percent. And Keenan Allen was listed as limited today. He is trending in the right direction. Unfortunately, probably going to play. Uh, everything points to that. And also speaking of injuries, Mike Williams is also questionable. He was not on their injury report. Okay. Um, so I think he's probably playing as well. Um, but speaking of the injury report, seven chargers are on their injury report. Only three of them limited. Uh, none of them did not practice, so every Charger practiced today. Uh, there were two Broncos that did not practice today, but 18 Broncos dealing with an injury. That's 18 Broncos that aren't on IR. That's on top of IR. Wow, and Just how many are on how IR? Crazy it is. Um, now there's still 12, but it's expected that Simmons, uh, OJ, and Dulcich are taken off. Okay, so 9 plus 18, 27 players. Insane. It's scary. Injuries. Just wow. That's literally more than half of your 53. Yeah. Yeah. So that just shows how tough it is right now. Okay. Let's hit the final whiteboard topic here. We've got do the limbo. Do the limbo. I know you guys don't know what this is. So I want all. you to guess. Um, the funny thing was, Hank said, uh, <laughs> Ryan better remember what this is because we're not going to know. <laughs> I know. I know. We were standing there when he got the text. I was yeah. like, I really hope he forgets. It'd be hilarious. Dude, what do you think it is? Um, do the limbo oh man is it something with uh staley nope mm, is no. it kind of baron browning bending around the edge that's good that is Thanks. the first part of what you would need to do the limbo bend a bar okay uh, <laughs> you guys are gonna get this one what is the what is the objective of the limbo to get low as low as you can go right yeah Oh, the defense? So when you tackle Justin Herbert, uh. you need to go as low as you can possibly go without mm. breaking the rules because, as you mm. know, uh, you can't dive at quarterback's ankles anymore. Nope. But this dude is so stout up top that if you go high on him, he's going to shake you off. He has a little bit of big bend to him in that regard that you cannot arm tackle him up, up high. So it doesn't matter if it's Barron, if it's you know Bradley. These mm -hmm. guys need to set the target around the waist or lower if you're going for him um you know and it's just such a dejecting thing when you get back there and you beat your man 
and then you go and you try to wrap around his shoulders and he just shakes you off and then he's yep. able to shake out and, and make a big play down the field. So do the limbo. Go as low as you can go without breaking the rules. Uh, and the truth is he's young enough that you might even be able to get away with some leg tackling. Uh, but don't do not try to go high uh, unless, of yep. course, you're coming on the blind side and you can just wrap him up. But if you go high with arm tackles, you're in trouble. Just make sure you wrap him up. Yeah. Because they're going to blow that whistle so fast with the quarterback. If you can just get your arms around him for a second, just make sure you get your arms around him. Yeah, I was shocked that Max Crosby let Patrick Mahomes go so quickly the other night. It's just yeah. like a, a sign of the times. Totally. But it's got to be so scary when you're playing these guys to make sure you finish the play yeah. Uh, yeah. because they're so elusive and, and it's so much worse if you almost get there and then they break out because, Ugh. you know, maybe everyone took thought they were able to take a half breath there and the, the play gets so extended and someone's getting open downfield. Yeah, I was going to say, and the thing is, it's not just going to be a play that's made. It's going to be a massive play totally. yeah. Oh, yeah. that's made. Yep. Yep. And speaking of massive plays, if you want to get in and get a massive win yourself, check out our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. You guys know I am a uh, fan of the Crimson Tide. When Henry and I were talking about uh, the Avs playoff chance or, or uh, plus 380 mm -hmm. to win the whole thing, I thought, boy, what if you couple that with Bama being plus 250? You get plus 1,500. I was expecting like plus 800, so I love that. That's a massive play that I'm probably going to hit because the Avs are just so good that it uh, seems like I'm getting plus 1,500 for, the, uh, for, for Alabama to win it all. And you can do that over at DraftKings Sportsbook. You can get in on the plus money on the abs tonight you can get in on plus money uh on the broncos they're plus 200 to win over Whoa. at DraftKings sportsbook plus four and a half points if you just want to go with the spread but whatever you do if you bet the money line on DraftKings sportsbook new users place a five dollar money line bet you get two hundred dollars in free bets in your account that's all you have to do five dollar money line bet you can do that on tonight's game who are you guys choosing it's pretty much a pick them the Commanders going take, into Chicago. I'll take the Avs in the over. Shut up! You can't do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I mean, I'll take I'll take the Commandos. Really? Yep. I think you have to. Wow. Carson Wentz is incredible on Thursday Night Football. Isn't I he? think he's undefeated. He is six really? and zero. Fifteen no touchdowns, way. two interceptions. Oh my gosh! I, I, well. Uh, Russell Wilson was also really good before last week, so that's that's my argument for picking mm. the Bears. There you go. I hope the Bears win, for sure. Yeah, ab absolutely. Uh, always pull for our, our CHGO yeah, guys. We had a CHGO shirt in here earlier. Yeah. Uh, that being said, Carson Wentz like, makes actually incredible throws every week. Yeah. He's also makes really boneheaded ones. Mm -hmm. But I don't think he's – I think a couple really great throws will be enough points to win this game. How about, how about Ron Rivera totally trashing him this week? Okay, let's talk about that. Because they talked about what's the difference between you and the rest of the division. The rest of the division. Mm -hmm. And he said, quarterback. Uh -huh. So uh, the difference between the commanders and the Cowboys is the Cowboys have Cooper Rush. <laughs> right. Oh, he is right? so much better than Carson Wentz, though. <laughs> uh, the, the, <laughs> the difference between the commanders and the Giants is the Giants have Daniel Jones. What? <laughs> I think the difference is coaching. Yeah, I think Ron I Ron's a little off-off there. What did, what did someone say the other day? Stop pointing fingers and start pulling thumbs? <laughs> yeah. That's what old Ron, Riverboat Ron needs to do. Yeah, and I believe what he's like one of the top coaches to get fired to. Actually, he may know. 
I saw updated odds from somewhere. Cliff is the, yeah. has the highest odds to get fired. Three he just signed an extension this offseason. Uh, that's crazy. If Doesn't I'm matter in the NFL. fire me. I love it. Yeah. Why did they? Totally. Why would they extend money? him if they thought? Oh, if we start, what are the, what's their record? Two and three. Yeah. If we start two and three, we're, we're you know he's going to be on the hot seat. We were. It's not like college where you can't have a coach on an expiring contract. We were at the combine, sitting with our PHNX guys, and they were dogging Cliff. And then literally, we're sitting with them, and they're like, "He just, just got, got extended. Like, what? This doesn't make any sense." So yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. But anyways, you can get oh get in on tonight's game and any game this weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook. Use the code DNBR when you sign up to get that offer, and make sure to check the show notes in our details of the pod and youtube yes and uh also make sure that you're checking out the american raptors they are not home yet but they do have another game on saturday that you can stream on their website uh their own one they took on that u23 national team those are some good rugby players those are some really good rugby players uh, hopefully this will be the first win this week and again you can stream that there all the home games you can you can go to for free you just have to go get your free tickets at americanraptors.com make sure you're following along with colton strickler and the dmvr rugby uh coverage because it's uh it's gonna be a fun ride there you go uh did you guys see there was a big night for me last night Big night for me. One, I made it into the Avs montage yes, yeah. uh, oh, yes. of the yes. team winning the You're cup. They had a bunch of fan shots. Uh, Allie and I made it in there. Mm-hmm. And then there was one like quick flash of just like this view yep. of the bar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I saw Mitch in there, Kira. And then, so that, that was like on national TV. Mm-hmm. Then in the postgame show, uh, they put my tweet up on the... Uh, yeah, I did uh, see that. So, like, Wayne Gretzky read my tweet yesterday. Damn. Wow. So, what was it? I said, because uh, they have that TNT set out front of the ball oh, arena. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah, I said, yeah. they should just buy this land from the Cronkies because they're going to be here a lot. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see the video, but apparently on there, they were like, uh, no, it's too cold here. And I was like, <laughs> it's literally like perfect fall weather right now. What's wrong with you yeah. guys? Plus, also, like, you're hockey players. It's Canada. Yeah, like, you're going to go up to Canada. Gretzky? Every- I don't think he's the one okay, who said okay, that, okay. but like maybe Biz because he lives in Arizona, soft. I think. Oh. Yeah, yeah, which would also be soft. Yeah, yeah it would be, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I was just thinking, I, I didn't yeah. even think about it last night when they showed it. Then this morning I was like, Wayne Gretzky read my tweet yesterday. You wow. know what uh, we call that, Ryan? Big time. Big time. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. All right, speaking of big time, should we talk to our listeners? Let's do it. Got a super chat coming in from Barney says, what if Russ does not improve? Dot, dot, dot. Then we will not have any fun. <laughs> then the Broncos will win six games as uh, FPI says they will. They've got them at 6.1 wins. And uh, that'll be the start of the most, most disappointing era in Broncos history. Yep. I don't even need Russ to necessarily improve. I need Russ to play more like he did in week one than he did in week five. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you d- on the long haul, you definitely need him to play better yes. than that. But just in terms of like moving forward, it's the, the biggest fear for me is the injury is, is that injury going to stop Russell Wilson from being Russell Wilson this year? And that includes running the ball. I think I said this on Monday, but like when you watch games on Sunday, all of the biggest plays, not all, most of the biggest plays happen when the quarterback breaks the pocket. And that was what you thought you were getting with Russell Wilson is a elite pocket breaker. Yep. And we haven't seen it nearly enough from him. And I just, I'm worried that the injury is not allowing him to be himself. That's what I'm worried about. I'm not necessarily worried about him never 
him being on the decline and never getting it back. Um, but that does worry me, especially for this season. Yeah, I mean, I think after after the bye week, if he's still playing like this, that's that's when I'm worried about his future. Long-term future. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, Even with the injury. Fair. It's the decisions it's the, more than yeah, the injury, the though. Decision. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it just especially because, like you said, Ryan, he does need to move. Um, but if, if he starts showing that he can't be a pocket passer, then that really scares me for the future. And he can't mm-hmm. go through his progressions, as exactly. I guess is better than saying pocket passer. Then that's yes. scary. Because that's kind of what you've always clung to is like he's still good from the pocket compared to like average it's just that what makes him really good is when he gets out of the pocket but we know over the course of the next seven years he's going to be getting out of pocket less and less and less we're seeing him get out of the pocket even less right now than we expected to start with and also what we've seen from in the pocket is that he's not getting through reads the way that we thought he did and so maybe even that good from the pocket thing i mean what we've seen so far is that he's not good from the pocket and i'm not willing to buy that that's who he is um, but if, if he does not improve from what we've seen the first five weeks, then that means he's not good from the pocket and he's not getting out of the pocket. Again, I don't think that's what's going to happen, but if the question is, what if Russ does not improve? Not going to be fun. Not going to be fun. That's an easy answer. Yes. <laughs> yes, it, <laughs> yes, it is. All right, should we hit the comments on the website? First one comes in from Melbourne Broncos. as my boys. Oh, the pros and cons of a trade. Christian McCaffrey, Broncos blood, excites ah. the fans, but is always injured and draft capital is limited. Assuming Russ improves and is elite for the next three years, when does Denver start looking for the next QB? No, oh, wow, that, that was a roller coaster. It was. We just went up, <laughs> now we're coming down a little uh, bit. If Russ is elite for the next three years, you have him under contract for seven, six more years after this year, um, you're not doing it for two more years or something. I mean, yep. it, look at look at quarterbacks recently outside of Patrick Mahomes, where the team has drafted their replacement. It has not worked well. Justin no. or, or uh, Trey Lance now, obviously injury, mm-hmm. but that team looks a lot better now uh, than they did with Trey Lance. Um, you look at what's going on in Green Bay. Yep. Um, and then there's one other example. Who is it? We're just the the starter just kept his the older guy kept his job. I can't think of it. When it pops Garoppolo in back in the day. Aaron Garoppolo Rogers. with Brady back yes. in the day. Yep, exactly. That's one. Yep, Aaron Rodgers. Um, it's, it's just and like Brock and Peyton. That just didn't make sense. There so is you, Mahomes. Yeah, there is Mahomes. Yep, yep. yep. And, and and outside of him because that was a yep. great one. So, I, it's many years away if he's elite for the next three. Yeah, that would yeah. be nice. A great problem to have. Yeah. Um, the other scenario is more interesting, and you really if if. I don't want to go down this road, but if no. things go completely <laughs> awry, then you really start looking for uh, for the replacement within or after two years, because then you have the five-year option on that quarterback. So you would essentially have a cost-controlled quarterback, and it wouldn't absolutely destroy you to also have an extremely high, highly paid quarterback yeah. uh, that you're paying. Yeah. Um, again, that's a five-alarm fire if that happens, but. It's actually, you can actually, if you hit on that, you would be okay. Yeah, 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 you would. Or that's when you start looking for, okay, is uh, Trevor Lawrence going to become our quarterback or Justin Herbert or which guy is going to leave his team that we're going to get? There you go. (laughs) Yep. All right, next one coming in from Coach Tobin says, Howdy, gents. I'm hearing a lot of negativity surrounding Russ and the Broncos nationally, and rightfully so. My question 
Do you think it would benefit him and or Hackett to go to a national show, McAfee, for example, and do interviews? I think it would be a good look for them to go and be candid and say, yes, we aren't where we want to be, but the season is still kind of an early thing. Thoughts? All right. First of all, Russ can't be candid. Uh, he's just not capable of it. That is um, true. Yeah, that's fair. And so, no, it would only do him harm to go on there because he would just go and say his cliches and they would be pressing him and laughing and all this stuff and he would just be stoic and into it nathaniel hackett his best quality is that he's like funny and endearing (laughs) and if he goes on a show like that at this point everyone's just gonna be like this guy's an absolute clown (laughs) so no i don't think it can do them any good if if they go out and win you know say like 35 14 this week um, something where it's like a solid win, you're thinking maybe the tides are turning, then I could see Hackett going on and, and there being a benefit. You know, where you say like, yeah, you know, you hear that kind of stuff and all you can do is kind of laugh it off and just be like, yeah, it is what it is. We got to do our stuff inside. Like, it was a thing that happened, but you, you need to have some resounding win that almost feels like maybe not total closure on that era, but at least kind of a step in that direction. Nothing that Hackett or Russ can say right now is going to benefit them. Nope. No. Uh, only either neutral Actions. or negative. Uh, so, yeah, it does not make sense for them to talk. The, the only thing that can help them is not just one. They need, like, three straight really good performances. Man, you go into the bye, five, and three, the vibes are completely turned around. Yep, and everyone says, did we write him off too soon? Yep. Can't believe we wrote the obituary on Russell Wilson already. He looked yep. incredible, blah, yep. blah, blah. Exactly. He just needed time. It was yeah. all growing totally. pains. Growing pains, of yeah. course. <laughs> yeah, like we're almost 5% of the way into this seven-year contract. Give me to 10%, and then we can start having talks. Five more games. All right. Yep. Miss Quill says, loved your Raiders Chiefs discussion two pods ago. Why well, I'm on Zach's side. What was the Raiders? Chief? Oh, the two-point oh, thing. Oh, yes, yes, yes. If you get the two-point conversion and go ahead with four minutes to go, you're giving Mahomes four downs every time on a potential game-winning drive. If you tie it up, then punting on a fourth down is still on the table. And if you uh, and you hope to get lucky in OT, does that make any sense? It actually does. Yeah. Yeah, to me it's just – it's it, and I've thought about this after to put it the best way. Just don't give the Chiefs an extra opportunity. Ever. In, in terms of like, well, now you don't need a point. Um, I, but to, to understand case, your though, side, though, make Ryan – Make run. Yeah. To understand your side, though, Ryan, is – um, it's tough to beat the Chiefs, so might as well do what you can to try to beat them. Yeah, it's just can you get a lead on the Chiefs with two minutes mm-hmm. left in the football game, or I guess it was four in this case. Yes, you should take the opportunity. It's As I said, I think you're just losing either way. Like, you just didn't you, have the ball with enough. Like, you got to essentially you beat them. <laughs> you, have, you have the nobody ball last, does. like you, very last. Yeah. You get you, called for a weird penalty, which gives the Colts even more time than they expect to have. Run it off. You get the ball back with 30 seconds left. It still looks like the Chiefs are going to win, but Mahomes throws an interception. And you're just like, oh, I guess Mahomes did the thing nobody thought he'd do. That's that's it. You get lucky. The evidence that we have suggests that you cannot give the Chiefs more than 12 seconds. Which is wild. Actually, more than 11. Yep. Wild. So you have to win the game on a game-winning field goal as time expires or a game-winning touchdown as time expires. Mm-hmm. Or just get up in. It, well, in like the, the the Raiders didn't have that luxury, you know. They're inside the ten yard line with four minutes left. Like you, there's no world in which you get to take a bunch of time off the clock or get up big and keep scoring. Even 17-0 wasn't enough. What but if, if you get that to twenty four zero? Hey, maybe. Hmm. Broncos are once down twenty four zero in a prime time game. So true. Came so back. true. 
could happen again. That'll be a fun conversation to have on <laughs> on, on on the Monday night post game. Oh man, they win that game. Oh goodness. The count says 2021. The last time I walked from Mile High to the bar, this peculiar mm. fellow asked me if I wanted to buy or, or buy from him some juice. What is juice? <laughs> like Dulcich, eight eight catches, 110 yards, one t- touchdown type juice maybe. Ooh. Love the count. No well, did you buy? Shot. Did you buy the wow. juice? The count. Uh, yeah, I would love some <laughs> juice. <laughs> Arvada Luke, rounding out my little diatribe. Numbies likely will not agree with this take by definition, Ooh. as it isn't quantitative. Ah. But I think uh, one of Elway's greatest shortcomings as a GM was neglecting the vibe in favor of tangibles. <laughs> For example, I think we dropped Demarcus Ware way too fast, leaving a defensive room with a void of leadership and experience. We also hired Vic Fangio, who probably thinks culture and positive workplace environment are just millennial malarkey i guarantee you that's the fact yep. mm-hmm. uh this also feeds into the melvin gordon versus philip Lindsay debate which makes me nervous on this issue with peyton that is why the current toxicity in the fan environment is somewhat shocking to me we have uh we have both hands on the wheel of the vibes bus i think of the great fan bases such as bill's mafias long struggling fan bases who have been tempered by the ravages parody uh that are finally getting their due. I even think of Chiefs fans who spent literal decades being little brother to the likes of Elway and Peyton, finally getting a little moment. I'd rather be more like those fan bases than Pat's fans. Ew. Anyway, let's all work together to detox Denver. Cheers and W tidings to all Arvada Luke. Well, I'm really confused at how the fan base that is extremely toxic, according to him, has their hands on the wheel of the vibe bus. I think he's saying the Broncos have their hands on the wheel, so the fans shouldn't be as toxic. I don't know. Okay, yeah, that, that's just where I'm confused uh, a little bit. But, um, uh, I mean, you could make the case of Elway caring more about wanting to win deals and that mm. in turn hurting, like, the vibe of the team and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, What's crazy on the Philip Lindsay front, and that was a Peyton decision? That w- to bring him back. To bring Melvin back this year. Okay, so no, wasn't it a Peyton decision to not uh, bring back Phil oh, on the yes, RFA? Yes, 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 exactly. That was one where it's like not. It, you just did it because you didn't like him anymore. Yeah, uh, and you didn't like him, and Pat Shermer didn't like him. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that one was like a tough, tough vibes move for sure. Yeah, uh, especially because <laughs> it just would have been so cheap. I think you could have had him for one and a half or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there, I. I you obviously you have to make decisions based on a lot more than that, but there is certainly a value to the locker room and what you're doing to it. And like, for example, we talked about it when they're re-signing Justin Simmons. Like, is Justin Simmons necessarily deserving of being the highest paid safety in the NFL? Maybe not, but because of all of the things that he does for you, additionally, it is worth that extra premium that you're paying. Right. And, and he you, didn't end up becoming the number one safety, did he? He did, and then okay, quickly became quick. yep. two. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of talk, like Russell's losing the locker room, all that sort of stuff. Today's the first time we were allowed back in the locker room since that kind of started after that last game. Vibes seem fine to me. There's, like, the same amount of, like, laughing. There's, like, the same amount of intensity. Never saw Russell in there. But that's (laughs) usual. That's like the very end. Oh, did he? I missed that. never had. It's true. Yep. He's in there probably half of the days. It's more than that recently. Oh, it's like man. 75% Russ. of the days, but he's in there for an average of 45 seconds. I, would, I was going to say, it's it's not chopping it up. No, I'm no. not saying he doesn't chop it up with teammates. No, um, but when we're there. teammates with Seattle, specifically this week, would say mm-hmm. that he does not 
chop it up. Again, thought, it's probably different when the media is not in there. Or it could be. By the way, I've always liked Marshawn Lynch, uh, and I like him even more after watching that interview um, because Richard Sherman was just like, dangling bait out there and it's like yeah. dunk on Russ dunk on Russ yeah. dunk on Russ and Marshawn was just like yeah man like I'm just concerned for him like I hope he's doing all right like I know it's been really hard like blah blah and I was just like god I love you Marshawn yeah, like, yeah, yeah. he not said take... it different than that though well yes yeah. <laughs> um but I just thought it was cool he's like no I care about like I hope he's doing okay yeah uh, I know this is this is a tough time and he's a guy who like the, you know thinks about this stuff a lot so um Shout out, Marshawn. Yeah, shout out. Because it's also really cool to uh, to see someone finally not just try to dog mm -hmm. him. And yeah. another guy was K.J. Wright um, on the radio, I believe, yesterday, a former teammate, defensive guy. Remember, defensive guys don't like Russell Wilson. Um, he came from a – he, he presented – he wasn't apt to get – Russ with his comments one of the things he said was um yeah Russ uh Russ didn't connect with guys that much and that's something that concerns me uh, and then another thing he said was when guys got mad at him or had criticism for him they were mad at him they were screaming at him as opposed to like going up to your teammate and being like hey man let's do this different and and he said it was kind of sad that Russ never got that brotherly love um, and that goes kind of the connecting with guys. Well, mm -hmm. and Marshawn said the quiet part out loud, which was what I've been saying with the whole lead singer effect, which is like, yeah, we were a team and it wasn't portrayed like that nationally. Like it was, it was all rust, but we all felt like it was a team. Mm -hmm. And because of that, guys were rooting for him to fail. Marshawn said that his own teammates were rooting for him to fail while he was in Seattle. It's wild. It's wild. The, de like, yeah. the defense hated him. It seems. But, and but because they felt like he was getting yeah. their credit. It's yeah. such a silly thing. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And you wonder if some of that plays into like Pete Carroll players coach. Everybody likes the players coach. He lets them go and feel their own things and say their own things and all that sort of stuff. That is kind of like what allows a culture to kind of spiral when you don't have that. I mean, Fangio type firm hand, which isn't necessarily mean it's a, a bad thing, but there is always a give and take with all that sort of stuff. And what's concerning when, when you relate it to the Broncos is Nathaniel Hackett has made it all about Russ and made sure that it's very clear it's all about Russ when it comes to uh, you know what he's going yeah. to do for the offense. And now I think that's right, but it's been put out there publicly, and that can just be a little tough. But also, with Richard Sherman in that defense, it's not like they didn't get any credit. They were called the Legion of Boom. <laughs> they got so much credit. Yeah. So, like, dude, and you got paid. They wanted your, your more. Your safety, uh, you, all of your guys got paid. Like, what are you doing here saying that you didn't get enough credit? Yeah. Well, did you see um, what Justin Simmons said on Russell Wilson's Instagram? Speaking of guys having his back. No. Um, mm -hmm. So, Russ posted, you know, that he was at the Children's Hospital yesterday, yep. which is such a cool thing that he does and I don't care what you think about him as a player or anything like that or if you think it's fake or anything like that he does it every off day and that's not fake and even if it's fake the effect is still the same he goes yeah. and helps out for free and gives people you know an incredible chance to meet yeah. Russell Wilson but at what point does what you do every single week for a decade not become fake yeah, like yeah. when is that you <laughs> yeah. i don't think it is but right, someone right, right, will try to right. point well he's just trying to do it he just wants to take a picture yeah, with his yeah, three yeah. brand stuff yeah, on yeah, dudes yeah, i saw that and yeah. um which is just so dumb but it justin is. simmons yeah. goes in there because all the comments are learn how to play football blah blah, yeah. blah 
Mm-hmm. I said, some of y'all fans are so lame. My guy's at Children's Hospital bringing joy to those struggling in real-life situations, and you're, criti- you're critiquing our team's play. So sad, man. Go comment under football posts. So to the, to the point that, you know, K.J. Wright was making, it's nice to see a guy, Russell's teammate, have his back like this. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and also, Justin wasn't saying, like, you guys are all stupid. You can't have your own football takes. Uh, he said, go comment that under a football take. Which yeah. I think is also like just extremely level-headed, and and Justin is is a great leader, and and uh, I think it's very important, especially on defense, mm-hmm. especially where Russell's been, especially with these this defense having to deal with so many inadequate offenses these past few years, to have a leader on the defense be willing to show that public support for the offense and and his quarterback specifically yeah and in the comments brandon says obviously seattle had strong culture they wouldn't have had a chance to win two super bowls if they didn't have strong chemistry i really think all of this unraveled after yeah the super bowl that they lost uh is when you know mm-hmm. it's i think that's probably the linchpin that started this whole yep. thing is the defense felt like russell wilson made a play that lost them a super bowl that they had done enough to win and then, of course, Russell Wilson's star only grows. He's played in two Super Bowls in his first, what, four years in the league. Um, so mm-hmm. Russell Wilson becomes a star quarterback. They feel like he took something from them. They feel like he's getting too much credit, blah, blah, blah. And that's where it all unraveled. So mm-hmm. I don't think they had this issue when he first got there. You know what's kind of crazy about that Super Bowl that they lost is nationally, Pete Carroll gets all the blame and the, and the coordinators and coaches get all the blame for not running the ball inside that locker room especially the defensive guys that don't like russ they probably just put it on russ like why'd you throw the interception you know who they really should put it on who themselves they go 14 points in the fourth quarter (laughs) (laughs) beyond that i mean they won the super bowl in russell's second season yeah that's crazy to think about Mm -hmm. like that's not a lot of time to be for culture to fall apart yeah. Like one year he's the fun rookie quarterback who goes to pro bowl the next year they win the super bowl then things kind of spiral after yeah all right, last one coming in from Mile High Till I Die. He says, hey, fellas, I was wondering if it would be better long-term to let Russ's shoulder heal for a few weeks. Even in the short term, it might be better to lose a few games with Brett Rippon than to let Russ's shoulder get worse and let the narrative continue that Russ is washed and Hackett isn't head coach material. When Russ is fully mm-hmm. healthy, he can co- he could come back and finally get this offense humming and hopefully finish the year strong and build a lot of momentum going into next year. Even mm-hmm. if we finish with the middle-of-the-road record, it would be good to end the year with the healthy Russ momentum that it would be to sputter out and watch Russ play injured all year. Remember how disastrous it was last year when Baker Mayfield played injured all season. No one will make an excuse for your poor play, even if you're injured. Yeah, I do. I mean, you have the whole offseason, though. Like, regardless of whether he rests during the season or not, you have the fresh start next year. Like, if it's really a one-month sit-out thing, then there you go. And you're kind of like like we talked about earlier. It's a must-win game. Like if, if you if you put in Brett Rippon and lose, well there goes the whole season, and so you might as well hold on with Russ for as long as as you can because you're basically punting as soon as you put in Brett. I can see a scenario where they lose this week and Russ goes on IR. Yeah, so it was must win. Uh, maybe in their <laughs> eyes. In their eyes, yeah. Right. Uh, I could see a scenario. Now I don't think it's gonna happen, but let's just say it's ugly again. I think it is a way to one do what's best for the health of your quarterback and two kind of save the narrative. You're two and four, and you're 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 basically saying, okay, we're gonna sit Russ for Jets, uh, Jags, the bye week, and then may, you know maybe you do put him on arm, maybe you don't. 
but you set him down for those three weeks uh, and, and allow him to heal. You know, we, we talked about Dak Prescott taking a month to heal from that. Mm -hmm. I could see a world in which that happens, and then the season is kind of just a throwaway, uh, and there's a, there's a couple more excuses mm -hmm. that you can turn to now. Every time someone makes one of those excuses, someone else is going to say, yeah, but they were two and four. Right. Um, but it just, from a narrative standpoint, I could see it. I don't expect it. No. But I, there's a world where I, where it could happen. And just something to keep in mind with that, next week after you play Monday night, you have a short week. So if something's not feeling good, then you also have that reasoning to do that. Yep. <laughs> All right, and we have another super chat that came in from Brandon. says, the media needs to stop bullying Russ. Let him be. Is that us or other people? It can't be us. I don't think. <laughs> no, that's not us. us. Um, I mean, he's he's taken, I think, some fair shots about his play totally. nationally, locally. He's also taken, I think, some very unfair cheap shots, more so nationally. Mm -hmm. When you're a two hundred fifty million dollar quarterback and you play poorly, comes with it. Yeah, that's just what happens, and you feel bad for the guy for sure because he doesn't deserve it. But also, you do have that two hundred fifty million dollars. He is clearly not in the best headspace and, and I think that's something that Marshawn was pointing to he can tell but some of the the tweets that he has tweeted this week show that like one of them was a Churchill quote about was it being in hell or something if you're going through hell keep going and then I think today it was or yesterday it was something about it's tough times quote or like it was something the exact same thing but about tough times and I think he, he's more talking about the the team yeah, I, I just if the first one I wasn't going to say anything about, and then I think there's been two or three after that. Uh, it could and could be about the team as well, but I think he's taking it pretty hard because he cares so much. And and he was asked, uh, "Do you change anything in these?" Well, he was asked two things. One was, "How are you doing?" And he said, "He and he said I've been through tough times before, but he didn't deny that this is a really tough time that he's going through, mm -hmm. which I thought was kind of interesting." And then the second thing was, he was said, "Do you change anything now that?" Things are going tough. You're not having the best performance. And he said, I, I mean, I no, I'm not changing anything because I can't get here really any earlier. And, and that just shows, <laughs> I mean, his commitment yep. is all in. So maybe it's not, he's not down on his own play, but I think the losing is getting to him. Yeah. And, you know, Jake Plummer had a quote when Joe Flacco became the quarterback, which is just about how playing quarterback in Denver is different. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I should have pulled it up here as you were talking, but. It was just like whoever whoever comes in here needs to understand that it's a gauntlet. Uh, and, you know, I've talked about it before. I, the fans expect greatness and will settle for nothing less. Now, I think if they were even just good this year, it would have been a nice rebound and maybe there would have been some leash given. Mm -hmm. uh, but we're not even getting anywhere near greatness. We're not even getting near goodness. Yep. Um, so that's why it's really tough. But it is true that – Playing quarterback in Denver, man, you're you're walking in some big old footsteps. Mm -hmm. And I did big see in the time. chat, you know, saying it's not New York or Philly. It's not. The, it's a national story. It's yeah. the national media yeah. that's doing it. Yeah, big time. Yeah, big time. And speaking of big time, a big time super chat coming in from Andrew. Hey, let's go. Just literally a super chat. Thank you so much, Andrew. Thanks, Andrew. Really appreciate yeah, that let's support. Let's go. And another one. Uh, from 19 EHF all offseason, I was told the Broncos had elite weapons. Is it possible the weapons were overrated? Uh, like who on offense is the equivalent of Stephon Diggs, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Devonte Adams, etc.? Christian McCaffrey would be. I think no one. <laughs> I think we actually <laughs> we actually did have this conversation, and we yeah. said none of them are elite. 
Uh, it was oh, it, it was the whole the Broncos got Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick for the price of Devonte Adams and Tyree yeah. Kill, yeah. and we were all like, yeah, you'd still rather pay all that we money would. to one of those guys than to we have would. these two guys. Um, not to mention they lost Tim Patrick, which pushed everyone up a notch, and all the people who needed to be pushed up a notch weren't able to live up to that so far. Yep. Yeah, and also, I mean, I think we I, it, it hit me with the realization earlier this week, um, Tim Patrick could easily be the Broncos' best receiver on this team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you don't have him. Now, he's also not a Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs type, but maybe the Broncos have – they certainly don't have an A receiver. Maybe they have – B mi- three B minuses or you know a B a B minus and a C plus something like that. I think so the yeah. weapons aren't elite. Cortland Cortland's probably a B B plus to me. B plus for me. Yeah. Yep. Jerry is. I mean, like what, B minus is the very best thing you could call him, and I don't think <sighs> he's, he's had, given that. He's had like B B level games. Totally. Um, but his average, like he's failed. Mm-hmm. Several assignments. Yes, exactly. Uh, so uh, I would I would have a hard time putting him in the B range. Totally. Right and But you go back to the question, like, is he overrated? Or were, were the weapons overrated? Yeah. And there have been some bad breaks, too, not having Tim Patrick, not having Javante anymore. But you're, you got – I mean, Albert O. Remember the hype that was going out this spring, February after the trade? You know, people saying, like, yeah, you got to get him in your dynasty league. He's a top five dynasty tight end, I remember seeing. It's like, ah. That turned out not to be true, and those were unreasonable expectations. You can't even but get on the field. Exactly. And so, overrated. Healthy. Yeah. Jerry Judy, what he's done, hasn't lived up to the hype. He's on pace for a 700-yard season, 750-yard season, I think. That's overrated. Like, we, we expected more. You know, that line was 900. K.J. Hamler, not getting much out of him. So far, overrated. Now, there's a lot of season left, but yes. Were the weapons overrated? He was a bunch uh, yes. last week. Probably. Melvin with the fumbles. Yeah, not what's, not nearly living up to the hype. What's Cortland on pace for? I'm not sure. It's uh, got to be over a thousand. I would guess though. over a thousand for yeah. sure. He, but, it feels like I mean, it just feels like he's the target on every big play. Yeah, totally. And I mean, he that that's clearly who Russell Wilson trusts right now, and he is on pace for for over a thousand. He's on pace for 1,400 yards. That's B plus at least. At least, at least, what you need from Cortland is some big plays. Uh, where there's colored paint. Yeah, I mean, one touchdown. No, I'm not talking about the the, the middle of the field. Right. No, <laughs> I one, one touchdown right now. Um, and y- you need – it just doesn't feel like Cortland's been a 1,400-yard receiver. Mm-hmm. It feels like there hasn't been impact games from him outside of maybe the Texans game when he had yeah. 122 yards, seven catches. Um, that's really been it. Yeah, we're all just laughing because someone commented, "Dude, your shorts are way too high," but no one's wearing shorts. It must be Henry. It <laughs> must be thinking you have pants. some tan legs. Yes. That would be I hilarious. Mean, they are. They are. They are tight pants. They so, are. I mean, it, yeah. I can see it. That would be hilarious. Those if they are just definitely thought Henry's skin whole color. ass leg He's was out. He's literally not. He's just dangling out outside Hairless. of his uh, his top. <laughs> <Wearing a> speedo. <laughs> yeah. Those someone would else. Be very short shorts. Someone else asked, "Do you guys live at the bar?" Ryan and yeah. I almost do. Yeah. I would, <laughs> yeah. I would, yeah. Yes. I would say I probably spend more time here than my own house. Oh, a thousand yeah. percent. I, I mean, look at look at Henry's shoes. They even kind of look like maybe little toes. <laughs> oh, they kind of do. <laughs> yes. Oh yes. 
<laughs> oh, all right. I think that's all we have here. Makes me wonder if I could get away with not wearing pants. Robert, can so, like, you if I did wear pants, they look like khakis. People assume. Say. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You fit right in with the locker room. A lot of pantless guys oh, walking around. Very there. few pants in there. And there's no one upstairs, so they can't be accidentally watching a different show. a different stream. Yeah. I'm Robert. I mean, it's got to be Henry. Maybe it's it was someone's be. comment, like someone's picture in the comments. No, we did have a Raiders fan in here. We Shout also have a comment. We also had a uh, Chiefs fan back again. Wow! Can't wow. get enough. Get away. There Cannot you go. Cannot get wow. enough of us. No, there's nothing. <laughs> All right. Well, know. the the pants mystery, the shorts <laughs> wow. mystery, will live on for another it day. Will. Uh, great first show in the new studio. Great first show. So true. Thank you guys for making it special again. Tag D-Line, you know, tell him you did a great job. Bonus pod tomorrow. Stay hey. tuned tomorrow afternoon for one more final prediction. Yeah. Hmm. Broncos win. We shall see tomorrow. Ah. We shall. All right. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for us. Hit us with a thumbs up if you haven't already, and we will see you tomorrow. Now understand that you need some time. Flying cotton